Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On today's How Do You Hustle, I'm talking to Elaine, who is from La Fronte, a upcycling home decor and clothing brand based in Byron. I think this chat is really timely because obviously fast fashion and sustainability is such a big conversation at the moment and really that emphasis on thinking about your global impact. And I think she sums it up really nicely. She started the brand last year in lockdown. And I know for a lot of people in Australia who are currently at home in our restrictions, hearing stories like that just are really light and something to give you that little bit of inspiration. I've had a little bit of a break from recording because I just found that everyone needed just a moment. There's a lot going on and I think it's just nice to decompress for a little while, but I'm back and I'm really looking forward to recording some fresh episodes for you all to listen to and I hope you enjoy. We have Ellen, who is from La Fronte. She is the co-founder of the brand. Are you currently in lockdown? We are in lockdown. There's a part of me that just doesn't want to complain because I feel like if there's a place where you would want to be in lockdown, it's probably Byron Bay. Yeah. <laughs> definitely like we have a big house and we have a little garden and we like can walk to the beach and just like run and be in nature so like my partner surfs so he just like goes and surfs so because that's his um exercise so yeah I feel it's still not fun to be just in the house the whole day but yeah. I feel like it's probably worse situations than yes. ours I don't want to complain I'm within exercise distance to St Kilda so I can go down and be near the water too but you know it's tough tell us about La Fronte so how did it start and what vision did you have when you did start the brand well it actually um it started uh, like a few months after like March 2020 when the whole like COVID situation kind of happened and um well we didn't stay in Australia we didn't stay in lockdown really long it kind of we everyone kind of went back to normal but I was just kind of in a place where my job um, my full-time job was taking a lot of my energy and um, I work as a creative I'm a fashion designer for a brand and I just felt like I just needed something on the side um, just to kind of 
balance my life because I'm very passionate. So I was just kind of putting all that passions towards my main job. And so my partner and I, Lawrence, we were talking a lot about like starting a little business together, have a little like hustle on the side. I actually first started as selling vintage. It wasn't what it is today at all. It was all about um, sourcing vintage and then selling it. And then after a few months, I just was wanting to have a bit more of my input because when you sell vintage, even though you can really make it like create your own aesthetic, like you don't really have like a big creative touch to it. Like it's still you finding stuff that already there. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to find a way to express like my creativity. And I've I've read, I saw somewhere about upcycling vases and then it just kind of ticked. And that's how I started, like like started upcycling vases. And then after that, it kind of moved on to like different things. And I was like, oh, what else? What other things can I do? from stuff that are already there, that already exist and turn it into something new. So that was kind of, yeah, that was kind of how it started. So it was just vintage. And then I kind of moved away from the vintage and just concentrated on the upcycling. Yeah. Um, So I noticed you do things like those hats that you do in sort of toweling materials. So do you recycle used materials to make those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all um, towels, like, like you know, like bath towels or beach towels, um, and they're all secondhand. And so, yeah, I just like cut the pieces out of that and just sew them and it just turns into either a cushion or either a bucket hat. They're um, so we, cool. Yeah, we're looking at maybe other stuff, like maybe bags, like beach bags or, yeah, just other things that we could be doing. I, I just can't be doing the same thing over and over again. Like I can get a bit yeah. bored. Like I just like constantly doing different things. So I just like how for two weeks I'm just going to do upcycling vases and the bazaar range. And then after that, I'm just going to move in onto cushions. And after that, I'm going to move on to bucket hats. And after that, I'm going to do arts. And it's just, I just always thrive to like have something different to do because otherwise I just get bored. So I always like trying to find new stuff and like new ideas and yeah. I love it. And so where did the sort of color inspiration, you sort of got a bit of a color palette happening of, pastels and mm-hmm. um, lots of you know really fun patterns um, where did you get that I guess idea and inspiration well there was this like huge when I started upcycling vases I just got really drawn to this like huge trend I think it came from um, um, Europe like from Denmark and um, I think especially Denmark it came from there where they had all those like really like bright color like pastel and mixed with bright colors and there was this kind of really cool trend of um, checkered so it was mainly in closing and I think there was this thing with rugs as well it was like some checkered rugs that you could kind of see um, on few accounts and um, I just I just loved it and so I just like took took it out and just like applied it on the vases but then I was like that's cool but it's not 100% mine. Like I also need to find my own aesthetic, which has kind of happened when I started painting on um, art. Like I started painting artworks and stuff and just, yeah, like like mixing colors. Like that's something that I do a lot of work. I work a lot with colors and just, yeah, finding like cool combinations and like 
uh, having fun with like forms and shapes and um, it's just really interesting to see how colors react um, depending how you put them together like that's something that I've learned a lot through my main job and mm -hmm. so it's kind of really cool to be able to apply that to this part of my law uh, this part of my life but yeah the pastel I just I've just been very drawn to to it by everything I've kind of seen out there and then it's just so easy to max, m match all these colors together. Um, yeah. I feel like it's such a trend at the moment um, as well. Like It definitely is a trend. I Like it's cool. Like I, I like that it's on trend and I really like it. But also I always want to also try like in, implement other colors and just like mm. have a play and like never like stay dull and like always try different combinations because I just don't want people, I don't want to get bored and I want, I don't want people to get bored. And I feel like it's like, I work in fashion. So I know how this, it's just a cycle. It just goes in cycles. Like yeah. we in the pastel cycles, who know what's going to happen in a few months. So I feel like right now everyone is loving pastels. Yeah. I'm wondering what is the next thing people are going to like, but at the same time, I just don't want to make things that are going to get out of date. Like, I don't want people to feel yeah. like, oh, it's just in six months, I won't like it. I still, that's why I still want to make it very personal and like really apply my art to it. You're obviously from France and the name also is French. So how yeah. long have you been in Australia and how have you found it? Actually, it's been like four, a bit more than four years now. So wow. like four and a half years. Um, so I actually moved here just on a, a work holiday visa I was just I turned 30 and I was like oh my god like I hate my job I hate what I hate when I'm leaving like I just need to do something like I just need to push my limits so and Australia's kind of always been a place where I wanted to move since I was 18 but then you can you get caught up in life and studies yeah. and your career and stuff so just kind of went back to, um moved to the back burner but I got to this point, I was like, oh, I got good experience in life. Like I'm turning 30, like it's kind of now and ever. So I just like left everything, moved to Australia. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go travel and, you know, do little jobs. But then quickly I found a job in fashion, actually, um, almost as soon as I landed. So I was like, oh, I'll give that a try. And then it that didn't pan out, but I, I was like looking for something else, hoping that I could get a sponsorship. And then I did like, I wasn't planning on moving to Byron Bay, kind of fell onto my lap, laps. And I um, like got this job for this fashion brand. And yeah, very quickly they were like, yeah, we want you to stay. So we'll offer you a sponsorship. And I'm on my second one now with the same brand. So that's wow. where I've been. Yeah, and that's where I've been. Where, so did, where were you uh, at first when you came to Australia? I actually landed in Melbourne because I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, that sounds like the most European place. Yeah. Australia. I was like, that'll be a nice place to start. You know, I won't feel too homesick. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, but actually when I applied for that job, who that first one, which was in Sydney. So I moved to Sydney for like wow. eight to nine months, but I loved it there. It was yeah. awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. I moved to Newtown and it was, yeah, it was so much fun, like met amazing people. I was actually really sad to leave. And yeah, after that, Byron Bay. It's hard to not like Byron. Yeah, well, actually, it took me a bit of time. I've always been a city girl. So, and so, yeah, like suddenly I always like would ride my bike everywhere and be like really free to just move like that. 
and here you just need a car and everyone is more spread out it's all like yeah, a lot definitely. of it was just it's just totally different yeah. and I've never really experienced this so it took me a bit of time to actually get used to it Byron's busier now when I was a kid I used to go there and it was the sleepiest tiniest town so yeah it's so crazy now I mean it's still quiet but it was tiny mm. and a, you know there is still only one road in one road out quite yeah. mind-blowing how popular it is now but it's beautiful yeah so obviously with La Fronte you've kind of had sustainability front of mind and upcycling mm-hmm. and things like that so is sustainability and the future of our planet something that you constantly have in mind yeah well the brand I work for on the side is a sustainable brand so it's it's I've learned a lot through them and I've seen the ins and out of it and I don't know. I just, and it's, I just, I just wanted to be able to create a line of products that is just, I'm just creating new things with all things. Cause when I actually started doing the vintage, I would go and like source like garage sales and all these places and, um, and all those like flea markets and stuff. And then there was all the stuff that everyone would kind of fight for because it's just the cool stuff. But then there was all this other stuff that was just kind of left behind because they were just kind of boring and not interesting. And I was like, oh, that's just so much stuff. You know, vintage sounds amazing because you're kind of recycling stuff that already there, but there's all this other stuff that also there, but no one wants them. Mm. And I was like, that's kind of, what I wanted to do is like, I want, how can I make these stuff kind of appealing again? Um, so yeah, and it's like a, a lot of the stuff that upcycle, it's all like stuff from Kmart, you know, like I find the same shapes a lot actually, just because it's all this like stuff that are mass produced by those big corporations and stuff. So I feel like instead of giving like a tiny life life cycle and like extending that life cycle so which I think is kind of the key in in sustainability is like instead of buying something that's going to last I don't know if like two months three months four months it's like you extend that life cycle yeah the longest as possible and um I think that's what sustainability is about it's about like not constantly trying to create new 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 because that's actually what's costing the earth yeah. And so I think people are more aware of that now. And yeah. certainly even, you know, with this show, I've had, I've, it's something I always consider um, when I'm talking to get potential guests and um, as well as a consumer, you kind of look for that as well now. Um, yeah, I know I sure. do, not everybody, <laughs> um, yeah. but I know I was talking to you the other day and I saw some, I've seen a lot of stuff about at the moment, um, fast fashion and Mm -hmm. you shared something as well about, you know, how, um, I won't name, but certain fast fashion brands are actually ripping off designers, art, Mm -hmm. artists, everything, and basically recreating the exact same duplicate under their brand. As someone who is a creative and works in the industry, like, how does that make you feel? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase when you see that stuff going on every day pretty much it it actually really like it's actually really heartbreaking Mm -hmm. um because like for example recently I had to block someone because I get a lot of followers but I like to go through because I always like to find new accounts that I like that I found inspirational like people that I could collaborate with so I always kind of look through people that are following me and then there was this um chick that started following me and she was from I will name because you didn't name before from this huge brand that also does they do um, clothing but they also do home decor and so she had it named in her bio and so I was like oh my god like she you know and I was like I don't know my stuff that especially what I do it's like I create one of everything like if I create one vase like that's the one like there's nothing else and the idea that a huge corporation could just like take that, replicate the shape, replicate the pattern and the colors and make, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars off it when I probably made like a hundred bucks. Like it actually would really frustrates me. And it's like, it's just defeat the purpose. It's not like, yeah. Like the whole purpose of Leo Creative is like to be able for them to live off their creativity and then suddenly and do it as, and I feel like most of them are trying to do it sustainably as well and like be ethical and use um, use manufacturers that are paid fairly, you know, there's none of that Uyghur um, thing happening. It's not, it is all this clarity and this transparency about the supply chain and all this stuff. And when you think that a big corporation could just get in there take the pattern, like take the design and just like turn it into a profit machine and just completely flawed like this design by like using horrible, like horrible ways of producing it, you know, bad materials and treating people like that. There's so many of those fast fashion industries are using child labor and slavery labors. Like it's just, yeah, I just, I really hope people are going to wake up and I think there's an issue people are not I've been used to a certain type of price and think that 
if it's above that price, if they can find the same product for a lower price, I think that that lower price should be the price. Like, you know, they don't realize that there's, there's always another price behind the price tag. It's if you're not paying $100 for a dress and you're paying 20 for it, who is paying for that dress? Like that's probably would be the fabric is going to be bad and it's going to be produced with chemicals that are going to be released in the next river and all like the labor is not going to be paid fairly like you're not paying a hundred dollars that this dress should cost someone else is paying that price and it's like i feel like people just really need to wake up and like if you pay something really cheap there's a reason why it's cheap yeah definitely i think that's i think you've summed that up so nicely and I again I think people are waking up to it but very slowly and I think it's unfortunate because there are people who can't afford high price points and we get that but it's a shame that brands aren't willing to even make changes to a, to to kind of change the pattern something needs to change yeah well um, I used to work for fast fashion and um yeah 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 because I had no idea and I've, I've what, traveled a lot for those businesses I work for. They were um, French big brands um, back home. Mm. And I've seen it, like I've seen it firsthand. Like I've been, I've visited factories. I've wow. seen how it's produced. I've seen who produced it. Like we were, they were telling us to wear masks. We were visiting a denim factory and we were main, wearing masks. Like the same mask we're wearing today. You know, like those really thin masks. And they were like, like it's not really protective, but it'll do the job just for like this little 20 minutes that you're going to be in the factory. And then I would look around and there was all those people spraying chemicals on the denims to give them their wash. And none of them was wearing, wearing masks. They were all like inhalating the whatever was coming out of the gun they were using to spray the chemicals. And they would spend their day there, like just doing that the whole day. And then those denim would get those denim pants would get washed into like those big those big uh, washing machine and then you could see the whole water go into the drain and then that would go out of the factory and then they would go down the river and then down the river you could see a little village and you're like damn like I'm participating in this and I saw the numbers as well I saw how much they would order per year like per season and I was like this is just us and this is just one season like how many other imagine how many brands brands there are yeah even higher volumes and it's like it was just yeah it made me lose balance at some point I was like those numbers are insane like this is crazy how much we produce per year Mm-hmm. And are people just consuming that once or like for one season? Yeah, it was it was really heartbreaking. And that's when I left and I moved to Australia. I was like, I want to try as much as I can to work for something a bit more like sustainable. Like fashion is still a bit unsustainable, but I feel like we can do better. There's room to do better. And yeah, it's also like educating people. And I feel like I hope through the front I'm doing a bit of that. Like I feel... Like I'm educating a bit, you know, like there's room to consume better. No one has to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. We like sometimes I buy a dress, I have a big crush and I buy something and, you know, it happens, but, you know, it doesn't have to be. No, it's just doing your your bit as much as you can. Yeah. That sort of takes me to my next point. Like I've noticed 
when I came across your brand, I loved it, by the way, obviously. But the thing that drew me the most to it is your Instagram. It's so beautiful. And um, obviously, you've got your beautiful color palette that you use for your creations. That, But you've just done such a great job of the whole thing. And it clearly is paying off because you've got a lot of followers. So mm-hmm. how do you think Instagram has played a part in the in how your brand has gone and um, I guess the kind of the direction it's gone in the past year? Well, I feel like I've been really lucky to work in for the business I'm working on because we are small, quite a, a small um, enterprise. There's just like maybe 10 or 12 of us. So everything is quite open and I've learned a lot being in contact constantly with the marketing team. And I've just like kind of been putting that, ideas out there and like helping them like a little bit then and and I feel like it actually has helped me a lot create my own like my own aesthetic like I've realized how important visuals can be and um I don't know I just feel like I took a lot of learnings from from that and it really helped me because I'm actually not a marketing person at all I've never really been good at that it's not really something that I was interested in and like it really I really got interested in it by working for the business I'm working for at the moment full-time. And, and yeah, and I just, I've, I'm still learning, to be honest. There's still moments where I like do a post and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should have done that. Like <laughs> I'm still working on my aesthetic constantly. I'm like, oh, I want less of this and I want a bit more of that. Like at the moment, I'm questioning myself a lot. I want to look a bit more, you know, a bit more expensive. You know, I want to, I want to be able to like talk to a wider audience, not just like, I feel like my audience can be quite young and I I just really want to expand and like talk to a bit more like older customers. And so like, that's something I'm trying to work on at the moment. And so, yeah, it's like, it's, it's never still like, I even when I look back and I go down my feed and have a look at what I used to do and like what I do now, like you can really see, like the difference and I feel like that's kind of the thing with Instagram is like you always have to change and like learn from your mistakes and like just kind of grow with your audience a little bit. Have you had moments where someone's followed you and you've kind of been like oh my gosh they're a big deal? Oh yeah I had that once and I was like frothing. (laughs) I had had Florence given following me I was oh like, okay, I can shut the whole thing down. I'm done. I can die now. <laughs> I was like, I was really stoked because she's like, um, yeah, I've read her book and I'm, I'm quite, um, I'm quite a feminist myself. Yeah. So I was like, I, I'm more, I, I want people, I like people that actually have a voice and like have stuff to say, like following me. I feel like that's, I feel like I feel very special like if they find something in my account that resonates with them like and because they resonate with me on like a deeper level not just on the aesthetic but because they have a real message or you know because they're very sustainably driven you know like that really that really talks to me it's such a compliment you mentioned obviously you are currently still working are you getting busier with doing La Fronte as a side hustle or are you finding the balance quite easy currently with your current job now that you're in lockdown? No, it kind of feels the same um, because I'm still working from 8.30 to 4.30. 
so that hasn't changed like I'm still like doing my job and I ultimately I would love for it to kind of become its own thing but at the moment I'm just just kind of enjoying what it is um because I'm on a visa until next year at least so for now there's no there's no hope for me like moving to full-time like I'm on a visa I'm going through with it um I don't know what's going to happen after that but I still have like a full year ahead and like I, I do enjoy that balance. Like I, I like that I'm not stressed about it. Like I have no stress about this business. Like I don't need it. I don't need it to pay my bills. Like it really is just about what makes you, what I enjoy doing. Like, it's not about, oh my God, is that going to sell? Like, am I going to make enough money so I can pay for the rent? Like, I don't have to worry about all these questions. It's really is just about, oh, I want to, I want to do this or even what I don't want to do. Like, there's weeks where I don't want to do anything. When I have a long, when I do the cushions, especially they're extremely time consuming. There's a, there are a lot of work and sometimes it's been like two, three weeks, like heads down my sewing machine. And I just don't want to do anything for like a week or two after that. I just want to chill, watch TV, go do my things, see my friends. And, um, and just being able to do that is such, is just so amazing right now, you know, like when I feel like if that was my full-time job, like if I was depending on this business to make a living, it would be quite stressful. And right now it's stressful. Yeah. 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 So I kind of enjoy that at the moment. It stays like your passion project sort of. Exactly. There's no, there's not as much pressure. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself at, at first when I started and then now just kind of, yeah, I found a chill, like I'm, I'm more chill with it. I'm just like, well, it sells, it sells, it doesn't sell, that's fine. And I usually when something doesn't sell, I just give it to an op shop and it's like, I feel like I'm giving back. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I like, I love that idea. Um, I can relate to that concept because I work mm-hmm. full time in um, communications and PR, working with not-for-profits. Yeah. And then this podcast is actually my side hustle. So this is kind of my nice little outlet. And I love hearing people's stories and talking to creatives who are doing really cool things and people that are trying to make a difference. So, yeah, I can relate to that idea. And the thought of when something becomes your job, it definitely changes the dynamic. Exactly. Yeah. I really feel like it would. What would your advice be to someone that might want to do something like what you're doing if they're battling with not feeling like they can? I think the hardest is to actually take the step. Mm. Like, and after that, things kind of come together and like, you just grow, you just grow with it and you just learn and you just like get better at what you do. And like, you know, I, I made mistakes and I'm like trying to fix them. And like, I'm like, I'll never do that again, but I can do, try that. Like, it's just, it's just a journey. And like, that's mm. what's fun as well. It's the journey. When I think about how, we, I, when I started and where I'm now, I still have the same doubt constantly, but I've come so far because I've learned so much. So I feel like the hardest is to take that step. But once you've taken it, like you embark in that journey. Every time you make a sale or every time you get a message from someone or like you contacting me, it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing something good. If people want to find your creations online how do they find it so it's lefronte.au so it's l-e-double-f-r-o-n-t-double-e dot a-u 
And um, it's the same thing for the website. It's just lefronte.com. Yeah, as long as you get the, the spelling of our names right, you, you'll find us easy, okay. I think. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us, Ellen. It's been so nice to talk to you. It was so nice to talk to you too. Thank you so much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.